Kate Mila Falcha, and you're very welcome to this week's Letter from Ireland show. You're listening to Series 1, Episode 8. Well, hello everybody, and you're very welcome to this week's Letter from Ireland show. I'm Mike. And Kate Mina Falta from Karina also. And Karina, I think this is going to be a really interesting show today because when you look out the window at the moment, perhaps you notice as well that the days are lengthening just that little bit. Oh yes, and that means that we're going to be off on one of our road trips around Ireland. And we have a very exciting show today because we're going to go through some of those road trips and give you some examples of maybe where it's good to travel in Ireland when you pop over here. Yeah, and you know, it's, it's wonderful because I suppose we do forget that it's handy enough. We can just kind of go out the front door, get in the car and, well, within some limitations, go as far north, south, east or west as we want. But, you know, there is that thing that if you're in New Zealand or Australia or United States or Canada, you're there thinking, what's the best way to use my 10 days? And often we see it and we hear it. People are looking to cram in as much as possible. So maybe that's your reality when you're planning your trip to Ireland. Maybe it's the first one, second, third, fourth, whatever. But what we'd like to do is share with you today through two letters. Um, The first letter we're actually going to share some of our, I suppose, recipes that we've seen from our readers, uh, what works really well for them, and take an example of a 10-day trip, where best to go, where best to base yourself, and so on. And this local knowledge, Mike, that we'll bring to the letter today, I think will really help people when they're trying to make decisions on where to base themselves in Ireland. Absolutely, absolutely. And in the second letter, Karina, I think, um, you know, there's a wonderful story actually behind the second letter. But what we're going to use it inside this particular part of the show for, this particular show for, is just to get really local and really specific and show how you can just slow everything down and go to just one selected part of Ireland and just spend your time really, really diving in deep and enjoying the moments. And immersing yourself in the culture and the music and the people you meet along the way. Totally. That's absolutely it. And I think that's the thing that we've all come to appreciate about our trips to Ireland. So I think it's probably time to uh, get into our first letter for this morning. And it's called A Trip to Ireland. Kate Mila Falcha, and welcome to your letter from Ireland on a lovely sunny Sunday morning here in Cork. In fact, it's beginning to feel like a record. I'm back on the Barry's Tea this morning. And I do hope you'll have a cup or whatever you fancy as you join me for today's letter. Now, we're gaining daylight on either side of the day and it feels like we should hit the road for one or two road trips before long. And that's the subject of our letter this morning, taking the ideal road trip around Ireland. What is your ideal trip to Ireland? You see, many of the emails that we receive each week are concerned with planning a trip to Ireland. Often it's a first trip And the person on the other end is worried that they won't fit in enough, that they hopefully they'll go to the right places and so on. You know yourself how enjoyable and stressful holiday planning can be. The main questions we get asked are of the following two flavours. First, it's my first visit to Ireland. Should I take a tour bus or rent car? The thought of driving a car in Ireland makes me nervous. Or secondly, I'll be staying near Bally Ancestry, where my people come from. 
But I also want to visit the Cliffs of Moher or Blarney, Dublin, Galway. How far away are they? Now, my answer to number one is yes, you can always take a tour, but you can also mix it up a bit. For example, stay three days in Dublin with no car, take some day trips, then take a small three-day tour to some further locations. Maybe then rent a car for another three days and go where you want. No need to play by other people's rules. After all, that wouldn't be very Irish, would it? So I found that most people who take a guided coach tour the first time around, and when they come back for second helpings, they opt for a car on that second trip. Has this been your experience? The ideal recipe for a trip to Ireland. Now, on the second question, uh, the one around how far are the different locations from each other, well, let's step back a bit first. You see, most of the people who read this letter and listen to this letter now have many ancestors linked to very particular parts of Ireland. The places your ancestry comes from are often the places you want to visit. Now, along with these essential places, there are often sites and landmarks that you would love to see this time around. I found that many of us have 10 days or so available for a trip to Ireland. And, you know, a mistake we can make and organised tours seem to take this approach, is to hurry from one site to another, spending barely a night in one spot, a little bit like a taster menu if you like. Somehow, I noticed that the ideal recipe for a trip to Ireland over 10 days, 9 nights, is to spend 2-3 to three nights in about 3 separate locations, and then use these locations as bases for further exploration. You can often easily explore within 50 miles of the bases, and also have the flexibility to absorb more of the local colour. Also, it's definitely less hassle than packing up early each morning and moving on. But let's take a few examples. So here are three specific examples. So here's example one of a first road trip that you might actually consider. The southwest and Dublin. So this is the southwest of the island. You see, Diane was on to me. Her ancestry came from the Skibbereen town area of County Cork, so she wanted to ensure she visited there. However, she also wanted to visit Cove, or Queenstown as it used to be known, Dinglin County Kerry and the Cliffs of Moher up in County Clare. My suggestions were as follows. Use Bantry Town in County Cork as base number one. Skibbereen is about 10 miles away. However, the Bear Peninsula is also on your doorstep. Meanwhile, Kenmare in Kerry is about 15 miles away. The Mizzen Peninsula is on your doorstep as well. And finally, the Ring of Kerry is doable in a day. Oh, and let's not forget, Cork City is about one hour drive away and Cove or Queenstown about 25 more. Then you could move on and use Dingle Town as base number two. You see, the Dingle Peninsula is then on your doorstep And in travelling from Bantry to Dingle, in other words, base number one to base number two, you could in fact go around the Ring of Kerry. Finally, use Dublin City as base number three. You see, Dublin is Dublin. It's a good idea to stay local. Give back the keys to your car and maybe take a day tour to Newgrange, Tara or Glendlock. All very reachable from City of Dublin. Now, just be aware as well, that this is all actually available in the show notes. So don't worry if you can't follow all of this just now. You can easily go to the show notes, print off this particular letter, and take your notes for later. 
But that is just the first example, just one example of how you might take three bases and nine nights. Another example might be somebody who wants to tour in the Northwest and Dublin. Now, Cathy was on to us and her ancestry came from Dublin, from Sligo Town. So she wanted to ensure she visited there. So Mike's suggestions were use Sligo Town as base number one. The small county of Sligo is right on your doorstep and you can drive north up to Donegal Town, east into Leitrim and Fermanagh and south into North County Mayo, all on very easy day trips. Then go to Derry City for your second base, number two. It's beautiful, small and a very safe city with plenty to see. You can also use it as a springboard into the Inish Owen Peninsula of Donegal or go east along the North Antrim coast maybe a day trip to Belfast at a push, and then south into County Tyrone and the Ulster American Folk Park. Finally, use Dublin City as base number three, and as with the previous suggestions of Dublin City above. Then that's another example of three bases and nine nights for your holiday. Oh, Corina, just even saying those things, you're bringing back so many memories, those lovely places. Fantastic, yeah. Yeah, and just to say as well, folks, we've actually tried all of these ourselves, and not only that, we've actually noticed other people trying them and what they found out to be really useful and good for themselves. But again, remember, all of these locations and some more notes are there in the show notes. And I'll read out to you just where you can find those at the end of the show. So let's take a, a final example, example three. So let's just say that you want to visit the west, the west of the island and Dublin as well. So for this final example, George was on to us. His family was from the west of Galway City, out there in uh, Connemara in County Galway, as well as County Mayo. My first suggestions were, first, use Galway City as base number one. You know, it's hard to leave this historical small city when you arrive, but if you must, you could always cover the following from Galway. You could head off, head off rather, into the wilds of Connemara to the west, or you could visit the Aran Islands for a day. You could visit the north coast of Clare down to the Cliffs of Moher. Or you could head off into the historical east of County Galway, perhaps to the town of Athenry. An alternative would be to stay for two or three nights on Inish Moor, the largest of the Aran Islands. You know, a visit here will stay with you for life. Well, I think it's definitely stayed with us, Mike, that visit. Do you remember one sunny oh, summer? Oh, yes. We spent uh, three days actually on the Aran Islands. We had such a wonderful time cycling around visiting all the ruins and uh, dipping into the sea as well if i remember it was like it was like a green greek island wasn't it yeah very unusual for ireland really <laughs> yeah so um next of course and here's another example you could use westport uh, still in the west up there in county mayo as base number two you know westport is a gem of a town and there's so much going on there just for one example, Matt Malloy of the Chieftains has his pub there. You'll find plenty of music just for starters. However, when you have to leave, you can head south into Connemara or north along the Mayo Coast. Finally, for this example, you could use Dublin City as base number three. And of course, use Dublin as we suggested in our previous examples. So that's a final example of three bases and nine nights. Now, they were just some of the three centre holidays and, of course, we'd be happy to go on and on with lots and lots of other suggestions. But, of course, they're personal choices. So, let me ask you, what would be your ideal three-centre holiday in Ireland 
if you had 10 days, 9 nights. You see, I know we have so much experience of travel in Ireland among our readers, so we'll do our best to publish all of your suggestions that come our way. So the show notes uh, are basically where you're going to have a place to put your suggestions, and we'll leave you a note at the end of this show exactly where to find those notes. But be sure to limit it to three centre holiday suggestions over nine nights. So slán for now, Mike and Karina. Hearing those wonderful trips around Ireland, Mike, makes me excited for the start of the new year and our next trip, which is going to be down to County Waterford for one of the members of the Green Room. And we're going there on our Homelands feature. And I'm really excited to see what we're going to discover for that lady. Ah, we have a real cracker lined up for that. And you know, Waterford City into Kilkenny and around there. I mean, it's such an ancient part of the land as well. It's the oldest city in Ireland. Did you know that? I do know that. (laughs) It won't be our first visit to Waterford, but... And it has changed a little bit since it was founded as well, so I'm sure we'll notice that too. And, um, you know, I suppose the other thing about that first example, Karina, is it talks in fairly general terms around Ireland. But if you think about it, the, um, the whole purpose is to go really local, slow down and give yourself a bit of time. And the second letter we're going to look at today has a really interesting story behind it. And I'll just mention it before I start in, because it's all about going around uh, part of West Cork in the company of a lady called Kilcrohan Sue. Now, one of our Green Room members, and this is going back almost a year and a half ago at this stage, was looking for some help from one of our genealogists in the Green Room. And um, they gave some information and so on. And an amazing thing happened because what they actually found was, our genealogist found, was that not only were they from this particular part of Cork, the family originally, but the homestead, in fact, was still standing. And not only that, but it was actually now a house to let. So if you think about it, what an amazing turn. And in fact, the whole extended family has booked sometime this year during 2016 to actually come over to this part of the beautiful Sheepshead Peninsula in County Cork and stay in a place from which their ancestor first left roughly about 160 years ago. Isn't that amazing? Quite amazing. And what a wonderful opportunity for that family to actually live and sleep in that house for a little while where their ancestors came from. Ah, beautiful. And you know what we did then, we decided, okay, well, let's write a letter. So, and they were waiting quite a long time to come over on the trip so they could just anticipate some of the things that they'd be seeing, some of the sounds that they'd be hearing and so on. And that's what you're going to get in this particular uh, travel letter for this morning. So here we go. Cade Milifalcha, and welcome to this week's letter from Ireland. I want some pure, clear water from the well as we chat this morning, so I do hope you join me now with a cup of whatever you have yourself as we start into today's letter. A note from Kilcrohan Sue. Have you ever visited Ireland? Maybe you've lived here at one stage, maybe you still do. Well, over in the green room, we get asked quite a few questions on where to visit in Ireland and how long to spend at different places. However, I do notice that people who enjoy the visit the most are those who slow down and concentrate on a specific area. I was talking to a man during the week who commented on how true this was for him. He said, Heaven is having a few weeks in some remote location in West Cork or Kerry with no plans but to see what each new day will bring. What do you think of that? And in Ireland, a new day usually brings lots of the unexpected. 
especially when you can bring yourself to talk spontaneously with us natives. For the rest of this letter, we're going to take a comment from one of our long-time readers and then take a leisurely tour around the Irish villages and townlands of her ancestors. One of our great friends of the letter, Kilcrohan Sue from Canada, sent in the following just last year. You know, it's difficult to explain the connection I have to Ireland. My parents never made the trip, although my father longed to go most of his life. I'm feeling the pull to visit more and more every day. Sometimes it's difficult to understand such a strong connection to a land I've never seen. Now if I could just find that pot of gold, I'd be all set. I think that when Sue eventually gets to Ireland, she will enjoy nothing more than basing herself in Kilcrohan on the Sheep's Head Peninsula, the land of her ancestors, and waking up each morning with no expectation of what a new day will bring. So how about you, me and Sue, take a trip to Kilcrohan and take this journey in our imaginations. And by the way, in the show notes, I'll do a link to this letter and you'll be able to see some of the photographs along the way too. A land on the ocean. The Sheep's Head Peninsula is in the very west of West Cork. It's a strip of land that travels out to sea for about 30 miles from the town of Bantry. Maybe you know this town already? As we travel from Bantry, we first pass beautiful green wooded pastures on either side. Over a few miles, however, as we go through the villages of Doris and Nahakista, the land starts to open up with rocky fields and sea vistas to our left. By the time we get to Kilgrahan, it can feel a lot like the end of the line, but this is just the opening to one of the best walking areas in the world. As you go even further west, you might feel like you're travelling on the deck of a ship as the sea starts to come in from both sides. This land was originally ruled by the Omanis, with strong oversight from the McCarthys, but the local chiefs were the Cork branch of the Bardic O'Daly clan. And in fact, you can still find all of these surnames in abundance in the area, both in the graveyards and above the shops and pubs of the village. And just to say, Karina, there as well, that in fact, the O'Daly Bardic School, you can still see the runes down there, we actually use the system of that people actually went through from apprentice all the way to a master or an olive as the way that we notate people in the green room. Uh-huh. I'm sure people wonder about those words that they see <laughs> over their posts. That's for sure, yeah. When you see a word like olive, O-L-L-A-M-H, you say, that sounds nothing like that when I read it. But, you know, it's very interesting to have the real specific link to this particular set of, I suppose, kind of stone down there in a real part of Cork and those names linking in there as well. So I really like that idea. And I think many people mightn't actually know very much about the Sheep's uh, Head Peninsula, Mike. No. Not even here in Ireland. It's it's not one of the more visited areas, but it's absolutely beautiful. And sometimes it's good to have it all to yourself too, isn't it? A local gem. <laughs> so, however, let's go back to the village of Kilcrohan. If it's a Sunday morning, we'll head to the small market just outside Eileen's Bar in the village. This is a good place to catch up with the local going-ons and to figure out what to do for the day. You know, it takes a while to wander a few yards in this part of the world as you bump into some welcoming faces and become part of a conversation on the latest comings and goings in the parish. If it's a nice day, we'll take the car a few miles up the road and go for a walk, here we are, around the old O'Daly Bardic School. This was the place you come to study, and you came to study rather, to become a bard or a poet 
for one of the lordships of Ireland back up to the 1600s. It's all a ruin now, but the land and vistas hint at the inspiration those student poets must have felt on a daily basis. Towards evening, after a nice lady lunch in front of our homestead, looking out on the view once enjoyed by so many of our ancestors, we'll head to the end of the peninsula to sit above the ocean. A nice cup of tea and a slice of rhubarb tart at Bernie's Cup on Tay will see us right for a brisk walk to the lighthouse. It's a place where the sky, the land and the ocean become one. And then we'll see the sun setting over the sea to finish a perfect day before a trip back to the local pub for some convivial chat and maybe even a song or two. So Sue, I do hope that you'll enjoy all of these beautiful small and everyday things that the land of your ancestors will have to offer on your planned trip to Ireland. I think it's fitting to close with a verse from an old daily song, and I'm afraid I'm not going to sing it, Karina, called Eileen Arun, or Eileen My Love, one of the oldest Irish songs on record. I know a valley fair, Eileen Arun, I know a cottage there, Eileen Arun. Fair in the valley shade, I know a tender maid, flower of the hazel grove, Eileen Arun. Who is the song so sweet, Eileen Arun? Who is the dance so fleet, Eileen Arun? Dear are her charms to me, and dear are her laughter free. Dearest her constancy, Eileen Arun. Were she no longer true, Eileen Arun, what would her lover do, Eileen Arun? Fly with broken chain, far o'er the sounding main, never to love again, Eileen Arun. Youth will in time decay, Eileen Arun. Beauty must fade away, Eileen Arun. Castles are sacked in war, chieftains are scattered far, but truth is a fixed star, Eileen Arun. So how about you? Maybe you'll accompany us on the next trip to Ireland. Maybe not down the Sheepshead Peninsula, but in some place of your own. And we really look forward to it. Slán for now, Mike and Corina. Listening to Sue's story there really makes me want to pick up and visit the Sheep's Head Peninsula sometime soon again, because it's been a while now since we were there, Mike. Ah, yeah, yeah, it has actually. And we first discovered that area really when we were into hiking and walking ourselves, and we're really, really delighted when we landed there. And particularly that cup on tea, that lovely cafe that's perched out there at the end of the peninsula over the sea. The end of the world, isn't it? Absolutely. But in a good way, I suppose, yeah. Oh, wonderful. We had fantastic times there. So I think we've come to an end now again uh, for this week of our wonderful show. And we do hope you've enjoyed it. And Mike, is there anything you'd like to add before we close today? Yeah, well, as I said, if you stay tuned, we'll actually give you the links into the show notes and talk a little bit about what's coming up. Um, But, you know, again, remember that this is just kind of a kickoff point. And I'm sure we'll be back on the subject of trips to Ireland because I know it's a subject that's very, very close to the hearts of many of our readers, Green Room members and listeners and so on. Um, so, yeah, so that is it for now. But I'm sure we'll be revisiting this topic, Karina. Yes, wonderful. So, slán for now. And we really look forward to uh, talk, chatting again next week. Well, we do hope you enjoy the Letter from Ireland show for this week. And remember that you can actually find the show notes, in other words, a uh, page on the internet, which will actually give you a link to the letters we actually go through and a place to keep your notes and some other links and so on. 
All you need to do is go to youririshheritage.com slash episode 108. That's youririshheritage.com slash episode 108. Now, in next week's show, we actually look forward to getting back into a little bit more of the Irish language, Irish Gaelic, whatever you might like to call it. And we're going to actually look at very specific some places, um, some names, and bring it across to you in a way that we can all digest and easily understand. So we're really looking forward to that. A little bit more about the language of Irish next week. Take care, salon for now, and chat again next week.